You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is January 27th in the year 2020. Here we are with Monday Night Raw after the Royal Rumble. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm joined by Matt Morgan on my left, Raj Geary on my right, or the other way around. I don't know which way I'm facing, what I'm looking at here. Anyhow, uh, tonight's Raw, good momentum coming out of the Rumble. Raj, what did you think of the show tonight? I thought it was really good. I thought that that closing angle, I thought it's, it's one of those that you remember for a long time. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense because Edge is only, he's going to be working less of a schedule than Brock Lesnar. So uh, this is a good way to write him off TV for a while. It's a big heated angle. Keeps him off TV until we're closer to Mania and then, you know, he can make that big return, you know, set up the match with Orton and, and away we go. So I thought I thought this was great. It reminded me a lot of that Triple H Shawn Michaels angle when Shawn Michaels had been out of action, came back. They did this big injury angle with Sean, and you know he came back and, and feuded with Triple H, and, and this is what it kind of reminded me of. You don't think it'll be back for Saudi Arabia? I don't think so. Um, I, I felt like the way they did this angle was to – he's supposed to be wrestling Randy Orton at WrestleMania. So if he was at Saudi, at first when they were doing the promo, I thought maybe they were going to do Edge and Orton as a tag team in Saudi – and then do, you know, Orton turning on edge there and then leading to Mania. But the way they did this angle, uh, this was definitely a WrestleMania, you know, an, uh, the build for a match between the two. And that match is supposed to happen at Mania. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, Matt, Randy versus Edge. What do you think of that? That'd be great. Uh, very good storytelling right off the bat. Edge was really, really good. Um, I thought of making you go all in emotionally with his character tonight um seeing even like randy's words to him and how important they were of you know randy basically i i don't talking about i'm guessing addiction and and other pitfalls that he's had throughout trials and tribulations he's faced throughout his career um and having that helping hand reach out and and pull him up from time to time, um, you can tell there was a lot to that. 
with Edge's reaction. Either that or Edge is an amazing, 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 amazing actor. Could cry on the on the fly, um, which I just thought it was so well done. <clears throat> how Edge um, really was really sold this amazingly well. Even the physical selling part of grabbing his neck and his back when he first hit Waffle them with the chair and the noise he made. Randy made him look his age. See, that's the way he the that. way he sold the yeah. noise he made. It's hard to explain, I guess. I get what you're saying. See, I think it's a negative. Actually, I think Edge looked so dominant and so great last night, and tonight um, it made him look weak to me in his return. Not deserve, not that it wasn't deservedly so. I think Randy, what he did was very savage. And very intentional, but I I almost wanted to bask a little more in how good Edge looked, given his age and how good his return was. I thought this was a little quick. Had it happened, Ross, to your point, had it happened in Saudi Arabia, if they teamed up and then he turned on him after that, I think it would have been a good uh, dip. I just think tonight, though, I just, you know, it's kind of like... um, you go see your favorite band when they're a little older in concert. You know, let's say you go see Creed nowadays, and you're like, "Oh, this is great, Creed's rocking." And then you're up close, you're like, "Ooh, Scott Stapp, not quite looking as great as he used to. The age is really showing." And by the end, you know, I just I want that moment of glory for Edge because last night he was so so good in the Rumble. The only thing that makes him look older is the gray little patch he's got in his beard. But as far as his physique goes, I would argue his physique to cut the head off the body. Just look at the physique. The physique looks better now than it did when before he left. He didn't have abs when he, before he left. I think his physique looks better now than ever. Yes, than ever during. Oh, it looks great. Career. Yes, hundred um, percent. Yes. Yeah, and Tier, I, I just thought doing awesome. it tonight. I don't. I think most people. I mean, they. I think a lot of people saw Orton and Edge doing something. Yeah. Um, because it, but I don't think people expected that. And I, I didn't. It, yeah. So I think it just for maximum effect, doing it tonight. I think it makes that WrestleMania match feel really big. Um, you know, we'll see with Drew and Brock. I love Drew. I think it's a, you know, they're pushing him quick. He's been babyface for like three weeks. Um, it like doesn't feel like a huge WrestleMania sure. match. You know, Roman yeah. versus Bray Wyatt doesn't feel like a big WrestleMania match. So this, and by doing the angle the way they did it tonight, I think is, it feels like a really big match, almost bigger than those other two right now. Drew will. I, and I think the reason I say Drew will is because he passes all the the the, the litmus test as far as my snuff test, if you will, uh, as mm-hmm. if some if someone's a main event act or not. The look, the promo, well, the promo is good, but he's not like a home run promo, obviously. But physically, he's a monster. He looks the part. He's worked his ass off to get here, so there's that part. Check off that box. His in his in ring work is amazing. Check that box off. He's tall as well. Um, he's a good-looking dude. He's, he checks every box. So to finally see this guy get his opportunity, it's different than Kofi, than when Kofi won it. Um, this dude like is straight out of like the Titan Tower frigging assembly line. If Vince could create the perfect wrestler, you know what I mean? Like my blueprint shtick that I tried to sell him one time. Like yes. that 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 he, Drew is that. Um, in my opinion, and, and I don't know. I, I'm very excited. I think that is a big time WrestleMania match. I know it's not Stone Cold versus Undertaker, but you know, but uh, I don't know. I think that's a very, very formidable main event because we're going to see a crowning achievement. I think we're all going to want to see it more than we did the others, than Roman beating him, more than Seth beating him, even. 
And I agree with you, Matt. You know, it all depends on how the build goes. I'm not worried about you. Yeah. I'm worried about the writing. If they're giving him that that su- suffering succotash stuff and, <laughs> yeah. you know, Jack climbing the beanstalk. And, you know, once yeah. he starts getting these baby face promos that he's going to have to cut for good points, if they go that route. They don't uh, need to write for faces. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's we've seen it time and time again. Now, hopefully they don't do that. But, you mm-hmm. know, in WWE, when they when they look at the top baby face, that means long promos. And, and Drew, I, I think his strength is being the silent killer. You know, for yeah, the shorter promos, just uh, you know, quick to the point and effective. It could why get do, corny. I'm sorry. Why do baby faces get longer promos? That's not how it's supposed mm. to be. The heels are generally supposed to get the longer promos and ring promo segments. Then something changed. Yeah, it was. I mean, Triple H used to always have those. Always, long. every Raw opened with 15 minutes, 20 minutes of Hunter and yeah. Evolution or whatever. Get. Gear, uh, a DX even when he first form, uh, formed it back when Sean left like from that point on I would say like every were off like 5,000 years in a row Hunter kicked it off with 20 minutes of promo and- um, we'll talk about this but I think Drew is a very unique baby face that promo tonight this this face turn they've done with him it doesn't feel like everyone else and uh, no what, it doesn't that's true to what you're talking about Matt I think this is where uh, they were Braun Strowman. They missed out on such a unique opportunity because yeah. remember the promos he was cutting his baby face. He could yeah, just like that's... flash those dimples uh, and say, get these hands. And the crowd was losing their shit. Um, like he almost didn't need to do <laughs> flash these dimples. What? No, you would Braun. We you don't remember what, like with Alexa, when they was, pa- they were paired up in the mixed match challenge and Braun looked like he was blushing and kind of nervous. You make that awkward smile and the crowd would just pop so huge for him. Uh, I mean, it's almost interesting. It could be almost a silent baby face, damn near, uh, for most of his run. It, That's it was... where I thought they started like screwing him up a little bit. Yes, yeah. he did a very good job with it, but he was ready when he was the monster. I the monster, monster. That's led to not, where he is now. Not flirting backstage, for playing grab ass with other wrestlers. No, but all um, of it worked. Every iteration it has did, worked. They it just did great with everything they threw at him. He, he did. You're right. It, it worked as far as a cutesy stuff that the fans like, but as far as making him a, a you know an Undertaker like uh, yes you know, a, a specimen, it took away from that. Yeah, he hasn't that, recovered. Yeah, I'm not saying it's just that. It's also them beating him and you know oh my uh, God. yeah all the stuff that they did for that lag you know because when you think of braun was that three years ago now two years ago three years ago whatever it was when he yeah. was like running through everyone in, in that mm-hmm. uh that so, gauntlet match at, at fast yeah. lane and um and then once he was teaming with nicholas and everything it just all started to i don't he, get he what they think the he's what the hell do they think he's missing? Is what I we we've talked about this. Isn't wasn't there something backstage? Wasn't there the, like there's a little to it? But I feel like the history of this bits and pieces have come out. Maybe. Well, um, I mean, a lot of it is just that. Like Vince sees him as a uh, special attraction, and not uh, you know, there's always little rumors about them not being happy with his work and stuff like that. But um, a lot of that was unfounded. And, uh, you know, Braun's re-signed for four years. That's usually, you know, a lot of times when you're reaching the end of your contract, they're not going to push you. But once he re-signed, you would have thought, you know, he'd be in that title picture. And he's not even close. Yeah. Uh, he had no the... eliminations in the Rumble. Real quick. Um, so Andrade has been suspended um, for violating for the WWE wellness violations. <sighs> not known for what. Uh, this is coming from Pro Wrestling Sheet. Um, Where is this all coming from all of a sudden with their, with their wellness policy failures now out of left field? Two years, I've not heard crap 
about anyone failing their policy. And now all of a sudden people are failing. Yeah, I don't know. So it doesn't uh, smell right here. I'm not saying anything, but it doesn't feel right. I don't know what, but this doesn't feel right. To go two years yeah, or I, mo- even more before, the, you know what I mean? It, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they added new Did stuff add to the something? list or their t- the way their testing is, has changed. Uh, That's what um, I'm wondering, if they added something to this. Yeah, so I'm not sure, but the, the test apparently happened this morning. So, you know, he took that. DDT by Humberto Carrillo. I think that shows the faith they have in Humberto that he's going to be gone. Andrade's going to be gone for 30 days and they still wouldn't put the title on him. So clearly they're doing an injury angle with him, with Andrade. And um, yeah, he's uh, suspended for 30 days. His first wellness policy violation. I wish they would say what it is because there's no way it's steroids or anything like that, dude. There's no way. Who knows? You never know. Um, it's you know pot doesn't get you suspended um so but there are you know remember uh roman reigns was adderall so yeah, there's adderall. always uh mm-hmm. other ones out there so i think yeah. a lot of times with wrestling people always assume steroids, steroids. and that's not necessarily the case you're right <laughs> good lord my tweet uh about my thoughts on the edge thing the same opinion reiterated here i guess is showing up you know how now twitter shows you like things about a topic and a lot of people disagree so i'm just gonna mute twitter for the rest of this <laughs> podcast that's like uh, me with the nxt stuff from yesterday oh good lord <laughs> yes raj we all know you're on aew's payroll oh yeah <laughs> right. tony khan the robert stone of nxt or of aew yeah. writing those checks to you uh anyhow uh let's go segment by segment and talk about this we did open with uh actually an interesting booth tonight tom phillips byron saxton and jerry lawler calling the show and you know what uh the one thing with byron and tom phillips is they don't let lawler dominate the the mm-hmm. uh commentary they speak a lot and so <laughs> Because Lawler, he's a legend, but he's good in doses, not, you know, as, as being the lead. Um, I think Byron and Tom are good together. Or, or... Yeah, I do too. The only thing with them is for some reason, I have a hard time telling voices apart a lot of the times. Really? I can't tell. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just with them. It's uh, That's always been the case. I can't tell if it's Byron talking or Tom Phillips a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. We got to start moving here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Drew McIntyre came out, cut that baby face promo tonight. The crowd was clearly behind him. Led to a two-on-one handicap match with Gallows and Anderson. And uh, Drew did confirm he'll be facing Brock Lesnar at the Royal or at the WrestleMania with his Royal Rumble win. So he took out the OC pretty easily in this two-on-one match. But afterwards, Brock Lesnar showed up, laid out Drew with the F5, raised his title in the air, and made his exit with Paul Heyman as Drew tried to recover on the mat. Yeah, AJ Styles is injured. It looks like uh, it's a separated, I believe a separated shoulder. shoulder. Um, So he could be out for several months, and it's not going to look good for the OC during that time off, I think. Uh, This is probably how they're going to be used. But you know what? Drew should have had a big squash match. Uh, He should have had a dominant win. Build him like a monster. So this was was great. Yeah. And, uh, man, talk about we ended the show with Randy and edge, but uh, the second match of the night was Ray Mysterio versus MVP MVP uh, after his return at the rumble last night in a match night against Ray Mysterio. What did you think of this, Matt? I thought this was cool. Cause these, these, these two are friends in real life as well. Um, 
thought this was a cool opportunity for MVP, you know, to show to show off if he's somebody that the company, you know, should maybe instead of just doing like a two or three day deal with him, roll it into something more meaningful or big, or more meaningful or bigger. I mean, that's what I'd be trying to do in the same situation if I was MVP. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I he didn't look as in shape as he normally does, but um. I have no idea how old he is. I don't know if he's been working and not been working. Like me, I look bodybuilder in shape, but I'm not wrestling in shape. Like I'd blow up probably in the first minute and a half. Um, you know what I mean? So, so like even if you are jacked and shredded and ripped up to the core, it still doesn't mean you're in wrestling shape. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, Matt, the shape you're in now, if you came back to do a Rumble appearance, would you ask for the little the little scooter cart to get you to the ring? You're like, oh, I can't run in there. No, of course I could, I could run in there and do a, the rumble stuff I could do, but not, yeah. you know what I mean? If you ask me to do like a 15, 20 minute match, I'd need obviously to work some ring rust off for like a week and then be good to go. Yeah. yeah. MVP is 46. I don't even know if he would <clears> run a full-time schedule, uh, but we've have seen in the past, Kurt Hennig, but years ago was putting the rumble was supposed to be a one-off and then they signed him to a full-time deal. Uh, Goldust, same thing. So I didn't think MVP looked that good tonight. This match shouldn't have went that long. It should have been quicker, I think. Uh, I, I can't tell if they botched the finish with the 619 or, or what that was. But um, it should have been shorter. But, you know, it's still cool seeing, you know, a guy mm-hmm. from that era. You know, we had Edge, him, John Morrison's back. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys from that era, you know, appearing on TV. So it, it, was, uh, it was cool seeing him back. Just the match went a little long. Yeah. Rey Mysterio picked up the win there. After that, we had Alistair Black versus Kenneth Johnson. Enhancement talent, Alistair Black got a quick win. Uh, Oh, here we go. So we had a Raw Tag Team title match, Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. And tonight, Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens proved they were the smartest wrestlers in the company, if not the history of wrestling, when... Uh, AOP was called up on the screen for Seth to prove they were not going to come out and attack them. And them saying, wait, you could have taped that earlier. We have cameras all over the place before Seth did confirm they were indeed backstage. And then aha, they were attacked by the Viking Raiders, uh, which took, uh, them out of the equation. So we were able to have a match here. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the promo face-off, Matt? I think it confused listeners that didn't see the show. (laughs) <laughs> how do you explain that like honestly no so that's the thing Sorry. i like that they were trying to do the like oh they're gonna come out and attack us that's like no they're not there they are backstage here's a live shot and they're like we have cameras all over the place you could have recorded that i'm not <laughs> falling for your ruse <laughs> yeah, yeah folks home if you didn't see it, show like go on youtube or whatever watch this part because he's right it's uh it it showed honestly an extra layer of care which thank you you know to wwe a little bit i hate when they don't yeah, it's amazing what happens when you don't make your uh, baby faces look like it, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't believe we're calling that an extra layer of, like, detail. Yeah. <laughs> but, but nowadays it is, like, yeah. what they did tonight. And I, I thought it, it's just an observation. This isn't a complaint. I don't – it's not like I, it was a bad thing. But it was just interesting how you had the AOP and the, and the Viking Raiders battling in the locker room. So the two established <laughs> tag teams are in the back, and you got four singles guys battling for the tag team titles you know, in the ring. But uh, yeah. yeah, WWE in a nutshell. Um, 
So in this tonight, uh, Murphy and Rollins ended up getting the win and retaining. I do want to go back one second. Aleister Black did cut a promo that a lot of people really loved after that squash match, saying he took responsibility for being eliminated in the Rumble. And since from now on, he's not waiting for the fights to come, uh, fights to come to him. He's going to go out and pick the fights. He stood tall as his music tits. Um, Matt, what do you do with Aleister Black? Do, well, he just said it. So now they need to follow through. They need to have him, like, even though he's a face. He just says he's going to take the fight, to take the fight to peep to, to the others now, to other wrestlers, other other performers. Right? He's not waiting for basically, aka, I'm waiting for the company to write shit for me. I'm going to go out there and start shooting, brother, and go out there and start doing my own thing and and take the opportunity, not wait for it. So that means he's got to start honestly, even as a babyface. And I don't know why they don't do this enough with babyfaces, especially edgy babyfaces, kind of like Aleister Black can be and would be successful at, I think. And that is going out there and, and interrupting a match. Like, who cares? Like, why is that not baby faces? If, if let's say the heel is just beating the holy dog crap out of um, the, some uh, baby face, say um, Humberto or somebody like that, right? And um, he like the match is still going on. Just have him interrupt it. Just have him show up like in the middle of a match. Just start calling people out. You know, especially in today's day and age, that people like that. It's badass. You know, it doesn't make you a villain for doing that. I don't think necessarily. Yeah, yeah, so and I think. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's time for Alistair to step up, uh, have a step up in competition or like, a, you know, as far as a name to be feuding with. Uh, he had the Buddy Murphy thing when Buddy Murphy was not established. Uh, someone like a Sheamus, who's I know he's on NXT. Mm. Again, if Matt Hardy, if they hadn't buried him, he could have been, uh, you know, useful in that role. But, you know, someone with a name that's not, you know, that's not a main event guy yet. Sheamus is on that, NXT? I mean, I'm sorry, uh, SmackDown. I was gonna say that's a pretty smart move for NXT, actually. <laughs> that would be pretty Actually, smart. That would be, yeah. Yeah. Especially with his the injuries that he's had over the years. Maybe but... Raj would stop no. bagging on NXT then if they put Sheamus <laughs> on the show. That would be good to get guys over on that show, though. Using Sheamus on NXT would be pretty damn smart, actually. Yeah, actually. For them. Especially versus what's his name? Who's the big tall guy again? From Baba Tunde, right? No, the tall, skinny guy. Yeah, not him. Not that tall. But he's like oh, I, I, Dom, uh, Dijakovic. Him, him. He that'd be a perfect opponent for him to go over on. Yeah. All right, I'll shut up. What was next? Uh, <laughs> Becky Lynch cut a promo saying uh, she got nothing left to prove. She's uh, head and shoulders above all these dopes in a class above the rest of these dopes. If you, uh, if you saw Conor McGregor's promo after he beat Eddie Alvarez, this was clearly taken from that it, cause, it was it was it was but yeah but um i like this becky lynch way better than the oh shucks i don't know if i can beat her becky lynch so, yes you know yes <laughs> but it's heelish but you know who so was austin so was rock no i don't know how i feel about it yeah yeah i think a lot there were quite a few people i think that were kind of uh torn about that one because she is like, a good all promo. over cocky she is a good promo Mm-hmm. I just don't know. There's nothing left, like yeah, which is really tough. It doesn't give us anything to look forward to. So whoever you get now, if it's not Ronda Rousey, do you know what I mean? I think they're gonna swerve. I think uh, it's gonna be Shayna and Becky at at WrestleMania, and I think it's gonna be Charlotte's gonna announce her title shot, and I think she's gonna announce it against Rhea Ripley. That's what I'm guessing. Ooh, hell yeah. I think it, because Charlotte versus Becky, I mean, uh, sorry, sorry, Charlotte versus Bailey or anyone else on SmackDown does not feel like a WrestleMania match. No, nope. that would be something that would be 
Uh, it would get the internet guys talking yeah. and you know get us talking. Yeah, it'd be different. Oh yeah, it's probably not going to happen, but I think it'd be cool. If it That'd be happen. such a great freaking um, like um, like step up for you know rung on the ladder for the next step for her progression for Rhea Ripley's progression and become and it elevates NXT like a NXT time. title match at Mania. Hell yeah, it's an easy explain. It's an easy explanation. For Charlotte, saying, "Look, I've won every title there is to, to win." You know what I mean? I've wrestled Becky, I've beaten her. I've wrestled uh, Bailey millions of times. I've beaten her too. Mm-hmm. I go, but there's one. You know what I mean? And just got the promo on Rhea Ripley. I've never, never phased Rhea Ripley. She got the NXT title. I'm um, yeah. a former NXT champion, but it's such an easy promo to do. Yeah, I mean, they did have kind of a match on SmackDown when they were doing the Survivor Series thing, and Ray, Rhea With- Ripley did beat Charlotte. So yeah. there's a little bit of history there. Oh, that was in like a four on four or, or something like that, or three yeah, on three. Yeah, like I think it was a three way with Sasha, right? Yeah, one of the best endings of 2019 when uh, Charlotte had Sasha in the figure eight and yeah. was going up, and then Rhea snuck in and pinned Charlotte. With her shoulders when she was bridging a multiple person match, that was a three. Yeah, it was, it was three, three way, way I believe. I believe okay. it was three way. Yeah, and uh, Rhea Ripley was saying Charlotte came up with that idea for that finish, but yeah, oh, I think it, it would be count. different. That's cool. Oh, I remember that. That's like monumental. How the hell am I not remembering this? Yeah. Like, if you go back on this podcast, Matt, you, we really put that. You put that over. I, I, I would <laughs> imagine so. Like, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I know what the hell's wrong with me. I'm losing my my mind. Yeah. Continue. Yes. Uh, WWE United States title match. Umberto Carrillo versus Andrade. If you loved it last night on the Royal Rumble kickoff show, guess what? You get to see it again tonight. Um, Raj, what did you think of this match? Did they make it different enough? <laughs> the storyline guy me hated this because Humberto has lost every freaking time. Why is he getting a title shot again? He just lost clean last night. It makes no sense that he's getting a title shot. No. Um, it, so... You know, again, Andrade suspended. We we mentioned that at the top of the show. So it makes sense for them to do this injury angle here. You know, he's going to be off the road for 30 days. So uh, I'm surprised they didn't put the title on Humberto just, you know, to keep it warm yeah. until Andrade came back. But yeah. Yep. So now the title is just going to be off the show for 30 days? For yeah. 30 days? Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Humberto, I, I don't know, man. Uh, they've, they've hurt this guy a lot. So... You can see, even in they're in San Antonio tonight, right? Uh, yes, not so, in Houston. Yeah, so even in San Antonio, Humberto wasn't over. He he got a little bit of a reaction, but well, after Zelina broke up the win and caused a DQ, Humberto Carrillo went crazy and attacked Andrade, exposing the concrete and planting Andrade with the DDT onto the floor. Yeah, so a little bit of payback. They gave you know they made Humberto. They gave him some cojones tonight. So that was a good thing. What was that? Some cojones. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's about time because he's just been just kind of this, you know, weak, you know, he's been booked weak. Geek. Like a geek. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, geek like with total, dimples. Like a total dork. Yeah. So we had uh, Charlotte come out. Saying she was going to announce. You know what? They should have had Alistair Black come and beat Andrade and take the title. It would have oh, given yeah. Alistair there Black something. They can, they're not going to have the title on the show for, you know, with the way. And that's a hell down. of a match. And that's a hell of a match. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd pay for that match. Yeah. And it would have elevated Alistair even more. And makes the, it doesn't make the title look weak. 
No, that's a that that's a cool title match. Like that's an exciting title match, yeah. which makes the title feel more important. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, as it is, I mean the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title, which feels more it, irrelevant at this point. I mean, oh, irrelevant U.S. Uh, for me, it's always it's generally always Intercontinental that it weighs more. Or, you know what I mean? That means more. Jesus, who's who's the Intercontinental champ? I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they're both doing nothing. But right just now. compare. I'm just. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, just comparing the two titles, not who's currently has them. Uh, I should. I should say. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Intercontinental has the WWF lineage, so you you think they're always going to have that little extra, uh, more of a soft spot for it. it. Me as a fan has it that way too. It's always going to be Hulk Hogan and and like you know Jimmy Snuka. Yeah. Like, well, that's what it used to be. It used to be like you put it on Savage to get him ready for the world title. You know, uh, Warrior, The Rock, Triple H. It was that stepping stone to get them to move them up from mid-card up and then yeah. eventually move them yep. up to that world title level. Um, Charlotte came out and said she was going to announce who she was facing at WrestleMania, and uh, she did not. She will announce later. But Asuka came, <laughs> came out, interrupted her, said that Asuka <laughs> would have won the Women's Rumble match if she was in it. Charlotte asked if that were a challenge, which led to the Kabuki Warriors attacking Charlotte, which set up Charlotte Flair versus Asuka tonight, which uh, went for a decent amount of time before Kari Sane uh, interfered, causing a DQ. I, what do you do here? I, because Asuka needs a win coming off that loss, even though it was a very, very uh, credible loss, obviously, to Becky Lynch, right? And the way she lost, very credible for Asuka. But still, I felt she needed a win. Charlotte just came off the rumble win, which I argued she didn't even need. Um, right? So do you have Charlotte lose? Is that is that am I crazy for thinking a rumble winner the next night you should be losing a match? <laughs> yeah, or she should have faced someone else. Have her beat Sarah Logan for the fifth week in a row. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think having two DQs in a row, you know, was yeah, it sucked. And it stuck out. That yeah. stuck out to me. It usually doesn't, but it did tonight. And then I think it's hurting Charlotte with the fact that she's kind of like a baby face one week, a heel the next week. You know, she's cutting like this heel promo about how she's not going to reveal her, who she's going to face. Then she's attacked by, you know, the way she was attacked would make it seem like she's the baby face. And I think right. because she's doing that, the fans don't quite boo her because they don't know how to react to her. And so when she's getting attacked, they're not cheering her, you know, when the match happens. So it's well, just she is the quiet. baby face, isn't she? she? I think she's supposed to be, but she acts like a total heel. Yeah. Well, yeah, saying that she's not going to announce. Yeah, that's right. that. Yeah, yeah. There's no question that that's heel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, someone in chat, Bruce Bennett, saying Oscar cursing to me our highlights weekly. I do, I do get a kick out of Oscar's promos. Now, uh, Raj, we've asked Justin Labar about this. Do you think Vince coaches Oscar through these promos and does them first and shows Oscar how he wants her to deliver these? Time out. Is she really cursing? Oh, I don't think so. Oh. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> well, no, I mean, she was most of the his promo was in English, but um, I think she's trying to be over the top to be annoying, and I think she's doing a great job at it. She's intense as hell. When I, I don't buy it as hokey at all, like when she's speaking Japanese and oh, she's like, yelling in the ring, especially in the middle of the heat on her opponent. Dude, she looks like somebody not to f with. Like, yeah. she's a badass. We've been saying it for years. Oscar's she's yes. got something. They just haven't all you know. As soon as she's getting steam, they they beat her. You know, last year she wasn't even at WrestleMania. I don't know what or, they feel. Maybe she's she in the women's battle royal. I forget her not speaking like you know what I mean. Perfect, fluent English. You know what I mean. I don't honest. 
really think hurts her really. I don't either. She, I think it makes her different. This, right? She has this aura about her that is so much bigger than her being able to cut a world beater promo would do if she didn't have that aura that she does have. Yeah. You know what I'm talking uh, about? That it that that, that that it factor. Yeah. Well, last year before Mania, no, I mean she uh, remember had the title. She lost the title of Charlotte. What was it like? <clears throat> three days before WrestleMania, yeah, she had just beaten Becky at the Rumble, <laughs> and then they had her drop the title completely. And you know, such BS. That, that was bullshit. Maybe. And it was just to get Charlotte into that three way at the Mania. At Mania. Well, as a champion, all the titles. Yeah, yeah. On the line. even though Becky versus Ronda, I think would have helped Becky more in a singles match. As a definitely player. would have. And I don't like saying none of this. Charlotte's my friend, and she's my favorite female wrestler by far. Like, I think she's the best. I think Charlotte's great. I just think but she's just being booked strangely. Very strangely. Doesn't need the stuff. Didn't didn't need that win last night. I still go back to. She didn't need that. So apparently the original plans were for uh, Shayna Baszler to win the women's and Roman Reigns to win the men's royal. Yeah. And then that was changed. But and I think that the Roman was I think that's for the better because the fans were booing him last night. They would have absolutely that was a smarter move in the long run. Mm -hmm. Roman, they would have done him no favors. He would have won and they would have booed the piss out of him. They would have been right back to where we started. It would have been bad. Yeah, it would have been been deja vu. Especially can you imagine if he's the one who eliminated Drew? Right. Oh, yeah. Or Edge, uh, he did or throw edge. that Edge, but drew on top of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy. No, I think uh, it yeah, was. it was the right call with the it way was. that they went about this. I don't think Shayna would have uh, set the world on fire, but Charlotte does feel like a really predictable, safe choice, though. At the same time, it does. I don't like Shayna. I'm just not a fan, but at least as somebody new, and it would have propelled her. I would hope. You know what I mean. And she got a big reaction that with that crowd, it would have been big. I don't know over the weeks if I, I'm guessing it would have dissipated. That sell at Mania, you know what I mean? Yeah. Charlotte yeah, Flair is mean, a guarantee sell. If Bianca Belair wasn't facing Rhea Ripley, that would have been a good Cinderella story last night with the eliminations, with the dominant performance. I agree. And then the WWE manufacturing machine would need to get that their 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 asses in high gear. And start full flying in fifth gear yeah. on pushing that girl. So by the time Mania season comes, everybody, including mainstream, will come along for it. Not just us, you know, f- fans that watch it every single week, but that mainstream fan that they want as well. Because yeah, I just think it's awesome. I think for the Cinderella story to work, it would have to be like against Bailey, against a heel. Oh yeah, know? no, it wouldn't be against Becky. But right. I think with Bailey, mm-hmm. I th- I think they could do something with that though. I I mean yeah. I think uh, I don't know. I feel with Charlotte, Charlotte being in WrestleMania. I mean, Roger, we were talking about this last night. How many WrestleMania matches has Charlotte had? This is this is you know it's it's like if uh, to go back to Randy Orton, it's like if Randy Orton had won the Rumble last night, we would have been like, why that's are what, they going back to this well? That's this how I felt in 2017 years. when Randy won it. Actually, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Yeah, this would be the fourth year in a row she's in the a women's title match, right? Because her, wasn't her match with Asuka where she ended the streak? That was a title match, wasn't yeah. it? That was, yeah. yeah. It was. And then the three-way with Sasha and Becky, and then last year with Ronda and Becky. So, yeah, it'd be the fourth I, year. I, uh, I hate to say it, but you can see why. She, right. She's the best all-around performer. She is. And she's got the look on top of it, and she's a flair on top of it. There's so many different reasons why it makes sense. I see why they always do it. Yeah. But – they didn't need the rumble when to get her to the main event here, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the same thing with Roman. Roman, you could just say Roman versus Bray, and people go, "Oh yeah, that oh, makes okay. sense." Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
anyhow, uh, so after the match, Kari continued to beat on Charlotte. Charlotte eventually gained the advantage, cleared the ring of the Kabuki Warriors. Her music hit to end the segment. Got a backstage segment with the Street Profits doing their recap thing with uh, Kelly Kelly appearing. They exchanged some pleasantries. Uh, they were building WrestleMania. Yeah, it was what it was. I didn't see that. What the hell was Kelly Kelly doing there? Maybe still in town from last night, hanging out. Yeah, or I guess they're in Houston. I mean, in San Antonio, not Houston, but uh, they could have just shot this last night. I mean, did they really say anything that was that time critical that they couldn't have just filmed this yesterday? <laughs> the baseball stadium, you know, they were in a baseball stadium yesterday, so it does look different backstage. But I, they easily could have. Who knows? Yeah, this uh, I hate what they're doing with the street profits. It, it's it's just forever. It's redundant. They don't need uh, to be doing this. They need to be in matches. I don't know why we can't get them in matches. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. They're so damn exciting, too. Like they're, they're not boring to watch. They're fun to watch. Yeah, this recapping Raw, that's what they were doing before they debuted. And right. now once they debuted, that should have been that the end. That should have been it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%, dude. Yes. I mean, I guess they're going to argue that you know, there's just not enough slots right now. Then you take somebody else's away because I, they're well, damn, they're they're – Dude, they're new. They're new. Well, they're fresh. They're cool. Well, and that's what yes. WWE creative writing for them, unfortunately. But I mean, hate. chat room in agreement. Uh, Tammy's saying, hate what they're doing with the Street Profits. So corny. Josh Alexander saying the Street Profits segments are bad now. Yeah, um, they're making them see? uncool. See? Yeah. Yes. Well, if that didn't do it for you, Mojo Raleigh versus No Way Jose for the 24-7 championship. Okay, I missed this. I will I will admit it right now. I did not see this. So I, tweet, I tweeted during this that you could just hear the collective sound of all these remote controls changing the channel across the country. Be, okay, so I didn't do that on purpose. Like, I was with Jack. My son's sick. So what did who, – who's the 24-7 champion? What did I miss here? Mojo Raleigh. Okay, I apparently missed this. Um, yeah, who won? Mojo well, Mojo won, but wouldn't you know it, the hamburger in the No Way Jose conga line was our truth in disguise <laughs> who came into the ring and then defeated Mojo Raleigh to win the 24-7 title. But then, aha, Mojo then proceeded to pin our truth and regain the 24-7 title. <laughs> this thing is funny. Our truth was a, was a hamburger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that's not uh, yeah. Also, Riddick Moss. So Riddick Moss oh, was yeah. with Mojo Raleigh um, from NXT. <laughs> kind, of, kind, of a, kind of reminds me of Tony Nese, but uh, yeah, similar look. But Riddick, Riddick Moss has been in NXT forever. He, he's got he's got a good physique, not much charisma, um, and so he's paired now with Mojo Raleigh. Mojo Raleigh called him his offensive lineman. Hey, uh, so good, it's, it's, good for him. Uh, Riddick Moss, the guy that looks like Buff Shia LaBeouf. Rick yeah, like Buff Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Yes. Hey, you got a call up. Good for him. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I just think putting Mojo against uh, No Way Jose two and a half hours into the show is just a way to you're testing people's patience, right? <laughs> <laughs> and this is I, I've said it before. I think No Way Jose has a cool look. This gimmick is just death. He needs out of it. Mm. Um, he needs a whole character change, but it's nothing against him personally. Just no, it is. Listen to me, the Bre- res- you already know this. Wrestling, especially WWE, is a three ring circus, and he fills that, you know, 
clown or high wire act or bearded woman or the strong man, whatever have you, niche in Vince's eyes. Like Santino. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So he's stuck there. He'll always be in that dancing party Congo line gimmick because they think it's something different. Pete Evans for Super Chat donated dollar. put in a dollar ninety nine. Thank you, big spender Pete Evans with the Phillies logo. I like that. He writes, they should do Braun and Bray slash Fiend for WrestleMania. That'd be interesting. I I, I would there'd be a little bit more believability for what it's worth that the Fiend could be beaten. Bray Wyatt. I, I mean uh Braun, right? Braun is one of those guys that fans aren't turning on, right? Like he, he's been <laughs> I don't know Even how he's not pushed to the level that we feel like he should be um, him beating the fiend. It wouldn't, I don't think it would turn the fans against him. I could see Roman beating Bray turning the fans against. Oh, him. Whoa, they will torch that. Yeah. It would be so irate. Yeah. No, I'm calling this right now that if they don't start doing some more inventive firefly funhouse segments for Bray Wyatt, I think the fiend, a little bit. You're right. The mm-hmm. fiend is going to be, cold by wrestlemania if they don't come up with something hot to change it up right now because it's really in danger of getting stale but then what do you do because it's bray wyatt back there doing it so if you say if it's something really like a home run like it's a muscle man dance or something entertaining that we all pop for right then what then out comes are you gonna be cool if it's bray wyatt coming out with a mr roger sweater yeah honestly well i told you if he wrestles as the muscle man that will be the pay-per-view of the year pay-per-view match of the year Bray Wyatt comes out in the Zubas. My money, the I agree, but but It'll nobody, be funny. But but for big money and again the mainstream yeah. audience, no. No, I'm saying he can wrestle as the fiend, but we've gotta keep it going. We've gotta set it up. I say last night when he came out with the fiend belt looking like he was wearing a mask on top yeah. of the mask and yeah. talking about, oh, he's got a secret, which I'm guaranteeing you is the mask. Um, it's just this is going into territory of getting kind of stale. At this point, they just have to add another layer to it. Or they need to take him off TV more. Um, You know, because that was one thing that was keeping it really fresh when he first debuted. Is like he wouldn't be on for weeks and then he's on and and then not on again. And now you have to to do that with these special characters like that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because by by having him on every week, it just it just dilutes that character. And he's going to remember. It looks like he's going into a feud with Roman to build up WrestleMania. So Bray's really got, I mean, who who's going to go over in that? Bray. I expect Bray Wyatt to be Roman Reigns. I do not expect Roman Reigns to be him. I could see Roman. I could see it, but I don't expect it. Yeah. No, no. They will go bonkers and they will be right back to where they started versus continuing this nice slow pace with Roman. I know this seems like what they used to do with Cena, where they build this new heel just for you know Roman to eventually get the win, like they used to do with Hogan. You build a heel, but Roman's not in that spot. Roman's not in that spot anymore. He's their top guy right now. Their top babyface in the whole company, both shows. Yeah, Drew's not there yet. I think you know again, like what we're saying earlier. Seth just turned, but that doesn't okay. But even before Seth, you know, Roman was more protected than Seth. Here's how I'll accept Roman going over. If Roman knocks off the mask and then Roman puts on the mask and then like goes apeshit psycho and we get heel Roman like turning to the dark side. That I will accept. Callum Bird with a good question. Who's turned more Orton or Big Show? Charlotte. <laughs> I don't even know what Charlotte is anymore. I mean, I don't know what they're trying to do with her character. Yeah, I don't Nightmare Nido put in $5 to the Super Chat. Thanks, Nightmare Nido writes, I really wish they could 
keep Brian versus Fiend for WrestleMania. Give DB a happy ending. You agree with that, don't you, Glenn? I, just, I mean, with Daniel Bryan, I mean, we got to take a break between him and Bray. This would have been a cool build to Mania, though. Don't you guys agree? Like, if they did this a little bit further out, like, do you know what I mean? They just started getting into it now, the first steps of Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt. And I if they did a, if they did a big step uh, step because I think it's a kind of a given that Bray I mean, yeah that Bray would win but if they did a step like Daniel Bryan would have to retire or something like that um, where there's some believability that he'll beat him yeah see exactly. we all just know Daniel Bryan's such a good businessman that we know that he's such a good sport he doesn't give a crap if he's if he has to he doesn't have to win he's not a mark for himself like that he's very giving so right. it's because of that and we all know that about him that it kind of tips the hand that he's gonna lose. Right. Versus, you know, if you put a step in there, like you said, that he has to retire, it makes it a little bit more believable. Yeah. That Daniel Bryan's not going to lose. Retiring might, you know, kind of or something like that. Tap it in the other way. But uh, yeah, something like that. Like he can never get a title shot again, like they did in AEW uh, with the Cody Jericho match. Something, something, something to make us believe it. But yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying that would be cool if they, if they just didn't do it. I felt like not, not that this was a waste. This was an awesome match, strap match, actually. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And WWE, I forgot to say this last night. They did a piss poor job. You guys remember I kept saying, "Why a strap match? It's so random." You know, if you guys remember, Cole said it in one sentence, like right before the match last night, and it was the first time I heard it. And it was because um, Bray Wyatt ran away from him and escaped through that hole when Daniel Bryan tried to scalp, you know, pull his hair out and scalp him. Right? I'm like, you guys had like a week to tell that story, and you did not tell that story. Yeah. Both the announcers and online on their websites and the billing, the building of that match. They did not say the reason for that strap match was because so um, Bray yeah. Wyatt can't get away from Daniel Bryan. He's not letting him escape anymore. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It, it, if, if it was mentioned in passing, it wasn't sold hard and it should have really been. Yeah. It so random otherwise. Yes. That's why I couldn't put my head around. I was like, why is strap match so freaking random? It's like. They wait to the night of the pay-per-view to throw in why the step is the step. Right. Like, you should have been doing this all week, you guys. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Sorry. Yeah. So. Off topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tonight, it finally happened. Lana and Liv Morgan wrestled a one-on-one match. Was it everything you'd hope it would be, Glenn? <sighs> Liv can go. Lana, Lana has a very good entrance and looks great until she starts wrestling. This was actually a better Lana match, but um, I mean, this was kind of a nothing, right? I mean, Liv. Let me ask an honest question. How do you know Liv can go? I saw her at NXT back in 2015, back when she was wrestling under her own name, Gianna Daddio. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, had no clue who she was. Mm -hmm. She came out to the ring. At the time, she was doing the Carmella light gimmick, but Mm -hmm. she wrestled a match. And I wish there was video of it online. I wish I would have taken video of this. It was like a 10-minute long match. She was doing stuff I hadn't seen before. She had one particular move with uh, a leg lock where she was like flipping around and flipping her opponent around with her legs. I was very impressed. And when I've seen her wrestle uh, at NXT live events, she's always had good matches. It seems like when she got to the main roster, they stopped letting her... I mean, it's not NXT. They don't let you go out there and just wrestle those kind of women's matches. And that is not this opportunity they're giving her with Lana. I, I've never seen her really work. Uh, I saw her in NXT when she first became Liv Morgan because she had mm-hmm. her last name. Like, oh, yeah. I see who his first name was. And, um, <laughs> like, I, I think, yeah, she was 
she's doing that her shtick her gimmick um looked looked good looked okay i just don't see like she gets this do you guys have seen the movie joker you yeah. see how everybody's crazy about it like i'm one of them by the way yeah but I love it. the people are hardcore online crazy for it right Liv morgan's like online fandom is very similar <laughs> It's eerily very similar. They think she is, and she may be. I'm just saying I've not seen it yet. Her? And you know who else has that same same kind of fandom? Who? Naomi. Naomi has a uh, super passionate fan base. You say anything slightly negative, they'll they'll come after you. So does Sasha. So does Bailey. Not like like Naomi and Liv. I mean... Yes, I do remember once su- just suggesting that someone get added to a match with Naomi, and Naomi fans like lit me up, and I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "But it's Cameron, so it would make sense if Cameron came back for this match. It would be cool." And they were like, "Why does it have to be someone else? Why can't it just be Naomi?" Um, but I'm gonna posit this theory. I think Liv Morgan's look works against her because she is what Vince McMahon loves. She is the stereotypical uh, good-looking blonde female wrestler. And I think that because of that, she will never be booked to have uh, a high work rate uh, and uh, more in-depth matches because that's not how they want to utilize her given that she just have a very striking look. Sans like Charlotte and then like others that have broken that stereotype, you know what I mean? Have broken through that stigma of, what you're just saying you're right you're right Glenn. i would agree with what you just said normally about vince's prototypical female wrestler the you know what i mean is that blonde hair blue eyed um female performer like trish is another good example yeah. but eventually trish started to really really improve put so much work in with dr tom uh, pritchard and getting better um, on her off days and the company had no choice but to start giving her a chance in the ring. She really did a great job with that. But if the girls aren't willing to do that extra step, you know what I mean? You Vince does, it just feels like he stereotypes them and puts them in this pigeonhole almost. Like I know what you're saying. Like yeah, if yeah, work, I, he's not giving her the opportunity to do it. Say he's put her in a stupid freaking soap opera storyline charlotte looks like an amazon she looks like an olympian you would oh, never wait. book but charlotte she, yeah she's five foot ten and jacked yeah yeah <laughs> but, you would yeah. not book I mean, charlotte like you would mandy rose mandy's another one i was just gonna say actually yeah i think Liv. uh to your point i think she has a, a superstar look you know like a, yeah kind of reminds me who's the the quinn is it harvey harley quinn harley quinn kind of has that i don't know Raj is so not a nerd he can't even name harley quinn wow <laughs> that's who the online fans like talk about her like like she's harley quinn actually yeah yeah she has i mean i think she has that charisma um we'll just have to see she needs to be putting in with someone like an italia that she can work with for a while and and um you know let her get do better. her thing let her do her she, thing let her see got the star quality she's halfway there I want to see this character that everyone keeps telling me that she has. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. she has this supposed, I don't know, th- this ability to go to a to do a different level with this with with a character than what I'm told most of them have. Most yeah. of these wrestlers have, I guess. I don't know how to word it. Real quick, we got a, a few super chats. Uh, Benelini is suggesting that Roman beats Normal Bray at WrestleMania for the blue belt. Just don't think Normal Bray is a WrestleMania act. 
They couldn't advertise it that way, but then there'd be a huge bait and switch. If they advertised the Fiend and Bray came out instead, like they would riot. Yeah, I think they'd be pissed. (laughs) They want the Fiend. Uh, Thomas Lee, thanks for uh, the four ninety nine. He asks, "What do you think about Daniel Bryan joining the Fiend and wrestling with the mask?" Okay, it was different. Daniel Bryan's such a good baby face. Like even though he was great as a heel last year, I don't think he's the kind of guy you should keep turning back and forth. I'm waiting for another American Dragon. I'm waiting for another wrestler to show up in the fun house like as the mailman or something. <laughs> oh, Zachary Showalter, I'm reading this one. But it popped out the super chat and says EC3 beats the fiend. Roman still gets cheered and everybody wins. <laughs> I'm confused on that. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's none of that's happening, but <laughs> Uh, Nightmare Knee yeah. always uh, chimes in. Thank you, Nightmare Knee, who put in five dollars in the super chat. Now I'm hyped for Brock versus Keith Lee. Wish I could see that. Hell yes. Yeah, that's a that's a money match down the line. Um, that is a huge money match. And to sound a similar note, Jackson Collins saying Lee versus Braun at Mania. Lee versus Lesnar at SummerSlam. You're putting a lot of faith in Lee right now. You got to see if he gets over first. You know, with the the. Raw and SmackDown crowds are very different than the NXT crowds, but I think it's worth a shot. I definitely wouldn't bring him up and beat him right off the bat like they're prone to do. The thing about it, though, is anytime you step to Brock Lesnar, you're immediately made. You cannot you know, ricochet. He, he didn't. He, he got pulverized. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you still have to be protected a little bit. You got to beat his ass. You got to yeah. do something offensive to him and knock him off his feet, and then. Put it on him, right? Sustain it. Remember when Joe did that to Brock and Joe got hot and then they just pissed that away. They did. Which is weird because, I mean, Ricochet could have an amazing match against Brock Lesnar and do all sorts of shit to Disney and uh, tire him out. We've seen time and time again that Lesnar, those are his best matches. They are. little guys. They really are. They end up being the most entertaining matches he has. Yep. Yeah. Finn, AJ, Daniel Bryan, those were some of my favorites that he's had. And that's a hard story to tell you guys. It just is to beat the holy hell out of somebody for like nine out of like 12 minutes. And then like the last three minutes, you give the person this huge comeback and like people actually buy it. That's so hard to do. And yet he always pulls it off. Yeah. All these people are saying Keith Lee is over in NXT. It's uh, in front of the same 400 people every week. We got to see on saying, the roster. See, but Raj, to them, they're judging last night's pay-per-view reaction that he got. They're arguing it's not NXT, that that was SmackDown and Raw fans that saw that. And they were cheering for him. But those are those pay-per-view guys are the ones that are getting the network that are watching NXT. That's why they were cheering for Shayna Baszler. They were cheering for Bianca Belair. They were cheering for all the NXT guys, Matt Riddle. Um, it's one thing for the one night with a pay-per-view crowd. It's another thing, a sustained big reaction. So what's um, the deal between the pay-per-view crowd, let's say, you know, Royal Rumble last night mm-hmm. and Monday Night Raw tonight? Well, usually the post, like a big four pay-per-view, the post-Raw is, is still that has same that, crowd. It still has the same crowd there. Yeah, right. that's true. But it's like the, the, the next week in Omaha and, you know, the next week, you know, when you start going around the country in Topeka. So less smart fans, you're saying. Right. Like exactly. less smart marks. Right. Okay. I like Michael McFarlane's idea that uh, Roman needs to beat beat the three faces of Bray Wyatt. Maybe he starts in the sweater, yeah. then goes to the muscle man, and then ends with the fiend. Hmm. And then you're giving that's giving Roman a lot of victories over Bray. At <laughs> least it would be an entertaining match. It is. I mean, it's an interesting idea for sure. Black Bolt, 
Thanks, Black Vault, for a super chat. Dollar ninety nine. Divas of Doom versus Kabuki Warriors. Did I miss something? Who's Divas of Doom? Uh, Beth Phoenix and Natalia. I did miss that. Sorry. Yeah, that's what they used to be called back in the day. But uh, I like it. I like that. That, that would. That'd be a great. Beth match. Phoenix. I mean, man. After last night, how's she doing? She tweeted she's okay. But was there any report how many stitches she got last night, Rush? Uh, no, but she's fine. It's good. Okay. Uh, she's badass, man. I mean, hell of a, hell of a trooper. Oh, a lot of people saying I hate NXT. Uh, just look at how they booked NXT guys over the years. Your Sami Zayn, your Neville's. <laughs> just look at how look at every tag team they brought from NXT. Uh, and what, what, what was the comment? So I could, I want to chime in. What they say? I was saying I hate NXT. I'm ripping on NXT because oh, that you like as Rod hates him. This is so the difference, by the way. Matt Morgan, if you disagree with his opinion. He doesn't give a shit. He's seven foot tall. He's the mayor. He's got on. Meanwhile, me and Raj will spend half this podcast defending our tweets and like one offhand comment we say because three people don't agree with us. Dude, try being like for real. Try being a mayor of a city. Yeah. Dude, every decision you make is going to be is, is almost 50 50. Where yeah. somebody really loves something you did, there's always going to be somebody that really doesn't like what something you just, decision you just made. Yeah. You know, so you got to get used to it. Yeah, I want to see Keith Lee succeed. I think he's got uh, awesome talent and size. I've just seen it time and time over again where uh, they don't book the NXT guys correctly once they move the main roster. Uh, Thomas Lee, if CM Punk returns, who should he face at WrestleMania? I think AJ. Who do you think, Matt? If Uh, AJ not returning, by the way, but huh? He's not going to return. I think that's clear. You don't think he'll be back by me? Oh, Punk's not returning yet. if honestly AJ without that would be a huge huge oh, yeah. money match that that would potentially depending on what kind of shape Punk was in definitely a show stealer no question but could be a classic of all time if Punk's in good ring shape and especially if even if he's not in ring shape AJ could cover a lot of that up but we don't even know if AJ will be healthy for Mania and the promos to get there would be awesome yeah I do like uh I still like Seth. I think uh, Seth is a heel and Punk is a baby face because Seth is so good at getting under fan skin that it would be a cool dynamic. Is he good again? Like, do you really, does he really get under your skin though? Like, like I'm being, I'm not being smart. I'm being serious. Do you, does he, do you think he's a good heel? <laughs> His baby face promos would get under my skin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like I still, I don't know. He does stuff like he cheats and he does crap like that and he gets heat that way. But I still don't buy that phony laugh. That ah, ha 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 like sinister cartoon guy laugh. Like He's you know, that's like the, it's like the sinister that gets sinister heel that gets caught at the end of Scooby Doo and does <laughs> that gimmick laugh before he unmasks and says, you know, oh, what he says. It's terrible, but I absolutely love it at this point because it is so corny. Yeah. Mm. There you go. That's what I'm asking you guys. I, I really, yeah. Nightmare Neo with another donation. Thank you, Nightmare. Uh, I wanted AJ versus Edge. Um, oh, yeah. Man. That would have been cool, too. Anything versus AJ, hello, is money. Yeah. It's going to be a great match. But first, Okay. Well, and we'll get to this last segment. Yes, please. Uh, so, yeah, Liv Morgan won. Uh, maybe, this isn't over, obviously, with Rusev, Bobby, Lana, and Liv. But, uh, but yeah, they weren't on the show at all tonight. They weren't at yeah. the Rumble or on the show. Good. Good. Eric Rowan versus Brandon Feiss. Eric got an easy win. Iron Claw in the middle of the ring. What's in the cage? Do you even care at this point? No. 
no. no one cares. Rinse, repeat, the same exact segment we've been seeing for, yes. for months. And after last night, I think keep rowing off TV. That was not a good look for him last night, no, getting that not. easy elimination. But he landed on his feet. And he, he should have stayed on his feet. He went down the one knee. I still don't know why he did that. Yeah, when just when you're when you're building someone with a bunch of squash matches, they're meant to be formidable, and having them eliminated in eight seconds kind of takes that right off the you know takes it away right away. Yeah. Yeah. After this, what had oh Edge, Edge's promo. So, so can Edge, we just put something yeah. over really quick? Uh, yeah. Eric Rowan wrestled in the main event on Monday Night Raw. I'm just pointing that out. Technically. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, yeah. He went on last. Continue. <laughs> the main event. Yeah. Did he really? Baby Maharaja saying Byron Saxon said time for a bathroom break during Rowan's entrance. <laughs> Did he really? I. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way he could have said that. That's terrible <laughs> if he did. Black Bull saying Liv yeah, Morgan's new finisher was dope. Yeah, I, I like yeah, the Liv cool. Morgan should have gotten the win there. So that, that made yes. all the sense in the world. Yes, it did. Ah, uh, so Edge came out. He was getting chance. Mm -hmm. He was cutting his return promo, talking about getting medically disqualified nine years ago. Um, his work to get back in the ring, his return last night at the Royal Rumble. Uh, interrupted by Randy Orton, who came out. Looks like there might be a reconciliation uh, or a reunion between the two with a rated RKO and getting back together. But then, of course, Randy Orton hit an RKO in the middle of the ring. Proceeded to beat the crap out of Edge, went after his neck, got a steel chair, um, hit him over the back with it, put one under his head, on top of his head. I mean, stomped him. I mean, this was really brutal. And uh, crowd chanting asshole. I mean, man, you ever think about people talking about suspension of disbelief? That crowd in there looked like uh, they wanted a piece of Randy Orton tonight. Uh, I think Edge's promo was great coming back. But Matt, talk, talk to me about your uh, views on the segment. It was great. I loved Edge's promo tonight. I loved it. It's another good example of when something's so organic and authentic. You know what I mean? When 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 you have a, especially, it always seems to happen when most of the most of the fans notice it when it's a big return like Rock or Stone Cold or you know or tonight like Edge for people to be able to put that over and realize like w the difference between an unscripted promo and overly scripted promo sounds like. Um, but it's the, it's I disagree. I think it's about the person that's behind the promo themselves and meaning every word they're saying when they deliver these lines are not just lines. They're just it's coming from his heart. You could tell tonight, for example, it was awesome. It was a great example of what a promo should be. And um, everything, his body language, his facials, his tears, um, his response really quick to the fans. They were saying, you still got everything was just frigging ballparked by him tonight. Every single thing he did tonight from the promo to the selling when it was time to sell everything he did. He's so damn talented. Edge is, I mean, Edge has been a superstar for a long time. Yeah. I made this comment on Twitter about him coming across as a major superstar. But tonight he felt bigger than ever, you know, like being away from injury. He felt like a like a Bret Hart level, like that kind of like a, oh, yeah. a legend, oh, you know. Definitely legend status. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Like, yeah, just a, a whole different level than he did before. And uh, I just thought he was tremendous here. And I thought Orton was great. He was just he was. a great heel. Um, you know, I was trying to think if you put in a young guy, who would have gotten that kind of reaction doing this? Um, like, what I do you don't mean? know. 
Uh, if they did the same thing that Orton did, you switched oh. you switched spots, and I, I couldn't really think of anyone. Maybe maybe Seth, but um, Seth would have been great. AJ if he was healthy. I don't know. I don't think Edge could. I mean, AJ could have done it as great as Orton did. I think AJ would have been a great match. Both Randy Orton and yeah. AJ's not a young guy either. You I know. mean, did anyone not see this coming with Randy Orton? I, I guess that's my take on it: is that Randy Orton always comes across like an asshole. Uh, like you don't need to get heat on him. I think, I don't know. He, he does very little for me. Um, I, I, I thought it's a money match edge versus Randy Orton. Is it's money. so retro to me though. Like I want to see edge against. Oh, oh, one of the younger talents. I got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, it's like, like Ray versus MVP. Great to see MVP back in the ring. Always great to see Ray, but I don't I know. know. I, I got you. I, 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 the thing with it is, is we're not going to get that. I don't believe because Edge gonna, is, is now going to be out selling. See, yeah. what would have been cool is if Rated R Superstar, be, uh, uh, not Rated R, um, our Rated R KO became a tag team. They yeah. wrestled a couple of these younger tag teams, right? Or even two singles acts, makeshift as a tag team they could do to get two younger talents over, you know, two heels over or whatever have you. They could have done this a million different ways. If they kept them as this tag team for a little bit, have them break up over in Saudi Arabia, hell, and you know, wherever. Um, and then go into Mania. Yeah, I just, you know, Orton just comes across so dangerous. He pulls it off so well. I, of the younger, like under 30, you know, under under 40 guys, I just don't know who could have pulled it off that well. This told a great story. They have their history. Uh, most people know yeah, it. Yes, yeah, so with a story, you can't re. Yeah, you're right. No, no one else has that kind of history. They didn't tag with them. Yeah. But so. but not, that's all stuff. Yeah, you're right. That's all very legit and real. You could tell when they're talking in the ring. Yeah, and Orton hitting the concerto. They haven't done chair shots to the you know like that kind of a chair shot in forever. I just thought this was very effective. I thought this was great. I thought this it was, was, one of the it best was great. I've seen in a long time. I agree. It was great television. I just hmm. I don't want to not see Edge. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. see him now for the next like ten weeks because of this crap. Because he's gonna and be telling now. And maybe that's, that's part of it. He's and may, it's, yeah. It's like three matches a year is what they're saying. Like that. You, know, that you told year. me two year deal last night, you guys. Yeah, but you like three <laughs> matches per you know per year and, during and that three years. Maybe that's part uh, of it's it. It's a three year deal. Seeing how he yeah, was last year? night, mm-hmm. my hope was that he was coming back to be in competition, not to set up to essentially hit pause tonight, take this beating, and then he's gonna yeah. get the comeback at Mania. Um, I was really excited last night thinking we're gonna see Edge in the mix, not doing house shows or anything, but you know, no, at least on TV. Yeah, TV building it up. But the reality um, is, you know, he's fit 46 with a bad neck. And yeah, he's come back from it, but he, sh- he shouldn't be wrestling that often. Okay, here we go. Something different. What if Daniel Bryan had come out to the ring tonight and said, Edge, I've been in your shoes. It's so great to have you back. I want to welcome you back. And then Daniel Bryan did a heel turn and kicked the shit out of Edge at the end. <laughs> that would have at least been like, oh, I didn't really didn't expect that. Like that would have been would've. a genuine surprise. It would it be a would. great match. And I think there's, I mean, I'd be more invested in that than I would Edge versus Randy Orton. Not that it's going to be a bad match, but I'm just saying I want to see something a little kind of new with Randy. He just kind of does well, the same I, shit. I will agree with you. I'll acknowledge with you. Like I acknowledge what you just said. Yes, Daniel Bryan versus that. Would, what you just said would be awesome. That would catch everybody off guard. Great. But again, Randy Orton's another one that always passes that main eventer checklist. You can put him on any poster. You yeah. can steal any main event of any show with him. And get away with it. it, it it's just, I don't know. 
Yeah, again, uh, that story just being there, uh, you know, they, th that history. I, I like that idea, Glenn, with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. But I also think with that, it's a given that Edge wins. With Orton, it's not a given, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, you know, even with Edge with his part-time schedule, um, with Daniel Bryan, he's still going to win. But with Orton, you could easily make the argument that Orton's here full-time. He's still going to be around. Edge isn't. He's only working a few matches per year. It makes it a lot less um, predictable. So. I like the story and, you know, I'm a big story guy and characters and you don't get bigger characters than edge. Orton is up and down, but when he's on, he's on and he was on tonight and he's going to be on for this feud. So I think, I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be one of the highlights of mania. Well, we shall see. Uh, what else we got, Rosh? I think we kind of covered everything else. We covered AJ's injury. Um, we covered Andrade. Let me see if there's anything else. Um, the top matches at Mania, we got that. Uh, Roman versus Bray. Uh, Drew versus Brock, obviously. And they announced that tonight, as well as Edge versus Orton. So, yeah. Um, you know, we, we did <laughs> kind of a barn burner of an episode yesterday. So, uh, we covered a lot there. So, if you, didn't, if you haven't listened to yesterday's podcast, check that out. Because there was a bunch of news covered there, too. There you have it. Uh, when, Wednesday night. I will not be here. So it's going to be Matt, Justin, and Raj? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll be You're going to have to watch NXT, Raj, your least favorite show. <laughs> well, I'm on the AEW payroll, so at least I'll get to you know put that show over. Since, you could send uh, Tony Khan your report of what you thought about NXT. <laughs> um, oh, the WrestleMania meetup. The WrestleMania meetup. Uh, yeah, uh, the three of us, we're all going to be there at Rick's in Tampa, uh, go to facebook.com slash wrestling inc and go to events and let us know if you can make it if you are able to reply if you're able to make it uh, reply as soon as you can and that saves you a spot at the door because it's likely going to be full um, and so you're guaranteed a spot um, so yeah just go to uh, wrestling.com i mean facebook.com slash wrestling inc Sign up. Mr. Matt Morgan will be there. You'll get to meet him in the f flesh. We'll have the Q&As. We'll have drink specials. There's no cover. It's absolutely free. We're taking on all the expense. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, check that out. And also check out the Wrestling Inc. Daily, our new podcast. Oh, yeah. The Winkly is no more. Now it's the Wrestling Inc. Daily on Monday through Friday. And it, a new episode drops every Monday through Friday featuring Wrestling Inc. Managing cool. Editor Nick Hausman and a rotating cast of co-hosts, including Christy Olsen, who used to work for NXT, Justin Labar, and Michael Wiseman. Uh, we've had interviews in the past with Ric Flair. we got ones coming up. Uh, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboot, all the legends. we got ones coming up this week. We had Killer Cross today who talked about being a free agent. We asked him about you know his talking with Triple H. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's going to be on this week. We're going to talk with, with Tony Maglio, who's broken a lot of entertainment um, TV deal stories for the rap. So a lot of cool stuff coming out. So check that out. Really quick, because you took forever to get through that, and I wanted to cut in earlier. <laughs> and it was, is Winkley no more uh, a name of anything? No. W-I-N-C-Y. L-Y, yeah. Never, right? It's done? It's done. I hated that name, so I could say it now. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it, hated it, hated it. Thank God. Good riddance. Was uh, Nick still doing a sign off? The the wink and you'll miss it. I believe so. Yeah. I hated that name. Sorry. Yeah. All right. So the wrestling Inc. daily. So you like that? Much you like that name better? better? Hell yeah. Much better. All right. It is. Okay, folks. Uh, I'll be back Friday night for SmackDown. Uh, be nice to Matt, Justin, and Raj while I'm gone, and uh, we'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Mm.
Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.